another level of death metal arcade. My name is Andrew Gladu. And more importantly, my name is Trevor Layton. I would not we will say take more a poll. I don't I'm want to take a, take a poll. Look, this is the fifth time we've gone through this bit. I do not want to take a poll. Yes, I am afraid of losing. <laughs> so you're afraid of losing? Yes. Okay. Like, come on, you get it. Uh, I totally get it, dude. I'm rad. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. You're, you're like a, you're like a C plus. Like you're passing, but like only barely. Yeah, but compared to your, like, F-. minus, you know what, man? It's a winning poll. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, episode 10. Episode 10. We've made it to the double digits. We have. That's... Why? <laughs> yeah. That's the second time double, double digits have surprised me. The first time was my age. This time is, you know, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> See which one's next. Right, you know, whatever. Uh, so, anyway... I want to get one thing in the clear first. Uh, while the title of this episode may have something to do with Avengers Endgame, we have not decided on a title yet, but it might. Probably will. It probably will. Um, we are not going to spoil anything about that movie until the very end of this episode. We will loudly announce when we are going to start talking about Endgame so that anyone who has not seen the movie yet can get the fuck out. And if you don't get the fuck out, that's cool too. Yeah, but like, just... Don't send us hate mail, you know? Or do. Actually, like, no, I'm going <laughs> to be honest. Out of the two, you know, fan mail and hate mail, I would much rather have hate mail because it's funnier. It's always funnier. First person to send us hate mail can be a guest on this show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it would be great. Speaking of belches, we're drinking a different beer again. <laughs> uh, we didn't go for the Natty Bow. We didn't go for the Sam Adams. We went for one that... uh. Basically, we went to the liquor store. Andrew was like, what beer should I get? And I was like, whatever one catches your eye, man. So, and what did you come back outside with? <laughs> I came out with a beer called Stacy's Bomb. Mm-hmm. All right? Because I looked at this bottle and I was like, that beer's got it going on. Right, right. It's a <laughs> Evil Genius Beer Company. It is a Citra India Pale Ale, which is not a foreign language. It's actually a grouping of words, making <laughs> one title. It's an explosive aroma of tropical lemon, peach, and mango, and it's a new school American IPA. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I give it a good sniff. It smells like cat pee. I give it a good taste. It uh, it tastes like older cat pee, but um, that's not a bad thing. No, it's an IPA. IPAs are normally more bitter. Right. This one is still a little bitter, but honestly, it tones the bitterness back enough to the point where it's less IPA like. Like, so, I don't immediately want to listen to Neutral Milk Hotel. <laughs> you know, I don't a, want it, to curl my mustache. It brings they it might back. happen out of like. <laughs> they might happen just as a reaction to hearing IPA, but. They aren't, like, in my head, like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, I need to curl this mustache. You know, like, I'm, <laughs> like, it, I'm good. It tones it back enough that you don't feel like you're only drinking this beer for the aesthetic. Right, <laughs> right. Well, but, which is ironic, because the aesthetic is the entire reason the entire you picked reason it I up. Yeah. It. <laughs> but that's okay. What else have you been drinking recently? What's been your go-to, uh, fuck upening? So, um, you know my go-to is almost always Jack and Coke when I go into a bar. Always. Um, but I had a kind of a shit weekend mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, at work and everything. So when I got off work, I'd, I went over to the bar, 
and I, you know, got my usual Jack and Coke. And then right. I was like, you know what? No, it's it's been too shitty of a weekend. I'm glad to hear that. Give me um, give me five shots of Knob Creek. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anyone I know that can chug Knob, it's you and my dad. So like, I'm not surprised. <laughs> oh come on, man! Don't leave yourself out of a knob guzzling party <laughs> no i've still um you have guzzled a knob or two in your day <laughs> i uh only with you at the bar um <laughs> but yeah. I, Under I, finished, the bar. I finished that bottle of proper 12 i was telling you about the, uh-huh. the whiskey the conor mcgregor whiskey i finished that i drank a few more beers um the sam adams summer ale and the sam adams porch rocker the one that was like the lemonade mixed with lager i almost picked that up it's really not bad. It's it's really sweet, but it's not bad. Right. Um, but honestly, I I went back to my roots. I picked up a twelve pack of Natty Bow, and I I was shotgunning beers on the front porch while Ashley encouraged me. It was really a romantic moment. <laughs> um, I'm I've never been more in love than that moment right there. It just it sealed the deal for me. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. I could shotgun <laughs> a beer right now, and it would just be the best. Right. So, um... Honeymoon plans. <laughs> we had an album come out today. We had an album come out today. Or an EP. An EP. It's, an, it's a small album. Tiny album. Like, if, uh, if albums could be midgets, this would be it. It would be right. called... Lords of War. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, but Lords of War came out today. Uh, any of you that follow our band on Facebook, we've been promoting it the only way that we, as responsible businessmen, know how. Uh, memes. A right. lot of memes. A lot um, of memes. So many memes. Had a had an awesome article written for us by uh, Permafrost Today. I'm not sure where they're based out of. I just know that it is not America. Right, because um, most of their website was not in English. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> I, I would imagine it's somewhere Swedish. Yeah, fan, like that's you know, kind of the vibe I got area. off of their website. Very but... Icelandic article. Right. Uh, <laughs> the whole page was in another language, except for the article, which was in English, which was cool. Um, it was easy to read, and it was just a good feeling for me. You know, it's always cool to see... You know, hey, here's these people from another country that have not only heard of you, but listened to your music. You know, like, that's right. cool. It was a good review of us, which is always nice. Right. Um, I love hate mail. It hurts my feelings about my music. I don't know why. It's like, <laughs> my thing. No, I'm just kidding. I love constructive criticism in all shapes and forms. But when it comes to, you know, something that you really do consider a dream, something you spend all of your time building towards... You like the constructive criticism, but holy fuck, does it feel good to have a complete stranger tell you how good you are? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you like, know, it's it's a good feeling. Like, sex is cool, but have you ever been... Validated? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Violation's cool, but have you ever been validated? <laughs> right, it's, it's a good time. It's a really good time. Um, Flip Trick Records has been great throughout the whole process of us, you know, releasing this. I wish we had had a little more time when it came to cleaning things up but you know overall we released a fucking ep on a record label that's a dope feeling and it's it's tight music i know that's kind of tooting our own horn but it slaps (laughs) toot toot (laughs) (laughs) all right so now that we're we should probably stop talking about ourselves 
<laughs> but if you're interested in listening to it, um, you can find it on Spotify. You can find it on YouTube. Those mm-hmm. are your free options. Um, if you're interested in purchasing it and making it so that this poor child can drink another beer in his lifetime, you can find it for yeah, right. <laughs> you can find it on iTunes for like what is it, four ninety five? Yeah, dude. Or you can find it on most other websites for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> I really suggest getting it off of iTunes. I don't know what they did wrong, but something about the euro to U.S. dollar exchange they fucked up on a lot of websites. And, uh, uh, they're some gonna of these get websites, straight. some of these <laughs> websites are saying that you can still pre-order the album and it doesn't come out until December thirty first of this year. Right, which it came That's out today. That's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really though it it has been a great feeling i've me personally and the band i've seen we've received so much love throughout the whole process of recording and writing and promoting this album and the outcropping of you know people reaching out to us telling us what they thought of it you know how much they loved it shit like that has just been great it's a good feeling it really is so thank you to everyone out there who listens to our podcast and listens to our music, which I really have to imagine is like 100% of our fan base. But we love you. But we do love you. <laughs> yeah, we do We do love you. All right, so, now that we're both about to cry, um, there were a couple different trailers for movies that I'm excited about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first one I'm not super excited about. Um, Fair. But Sonic the Hedgehog... Sonic the Hedgehog. I am excited as fuck for it. it. I think Sonic looks dumb. Built like a 12-year-old boy. Has the face of a hamster that maybe just didn't quite come out fast enough. Um, which is <laughs> ironic, because I mean, his whole thing is speed, but he looks dumb. Uh, the movie looks great. I'm excited for Jim Carrey as Eggman. Not right. sure how I feel about his character design as well. Uh it's really just like Jim Carrey with a handlebar mustache that's yeah. curled on the end. And that's, that's like it. Like it. It's like if Jim Carrey drank IPAs. Right. Like yeah, it really evil is. genius is Stacy's mom. Right. This isn't a plug. We're just trying to get a sponsorship from somewhere. Right. Please. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for the movie. It looks really campy. It looks funny. It uh, it threw some serious Detective Pikachu trailer vibes to me. Right. Um, and I'm gonna watch the movie regardless of whether it looks great or looks awful. Which I still think it looks pretty good. I think it looks like it's going to be entertaining, like most, uh, most like Netflix comedy movies that are Netflix originals. It kind of reminds me of something like that. It looks right. entertaining, and realistically, Sonic was Sonic the Hedgehog was one of the first video games I ever played right. in my life. Yeah, for real. You know, I have to watch the movie. <laughs> I just, feel that. I feel it's that. It's going to happen. That's kind of how I feel about like Detective Pikachu, like shit right. like that. Um, Never really got into the Sonic games when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I didn't have them. Yeah, Sega, but, uh, Genesis, Sega Genesis was my first console. Right. So. See, mine was the um, the SNES and the N64. Right. Um, so I grew up with non-Sega. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I'm still going to go see the movie. Um, we should go opening night for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. For Sonic? For Sonic. Hell yeah. Or... For this next yeah, gem man. of a movie that I want to talk about. Please. Velocipaster. Oh, God, I hate it still. Like, <laughs> I hate it and I love it. Like, But it's mostly oh, hate. Sorry, there was a subtitle. Mm-hmm. The Velocipaster, A Man of the Claw. Yeah, I really just hate it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a great description for this movie. Um, 
<laughs> from geeksaresexy.net. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After losing his parents, a priest travels to China, where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight <laughs> crime. And ninjas. And ninjas. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you the reason. I love the sound of this. It reminds me so much of my favorite movie, my favorite indie movie, uh-huh. um, Kung Fury. Right. That's on YouTube. That's, that's what I was thinking you know, about, too. On YouTube, it's like half an hour long. It's not a long movie at all. And it's just so cheesy... 80s sci-fi retro wave shit it's it's not bad it's great uh i've never seen adolf hitler's a karate master but i'm glad (laughs) i have now you know what about abraham lincoln vampire slayer oh that was a good book i never saw the movie i didn't know it was a book i just saw the trailer for the movie and i was like what the fuck is yeah man no it was a book first it was uh I want to say it was written by the same guy that did pride and prejudice and zombies and um he did a couple other books, too. Pride and Prejudice right. and Zombies also got turned into a movie. That was a book first. Huh. So. Alright. I mean, I know I'm still excited to see um, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh my God. It just looks like a phenomenal movie, especially since it's starring Sam Elliott. Right. Now, um, <laughs> Ashley saw, we were looking at stuff to get at the Redbox, and she saw that, and we were just so stoked for it. We wanted to make sure we got it and watched it. So we uh, we go to the grocery store and pick up dinner, and then we go next door to go to the red box. Mm-hmm. And there's just a man standing there at the red box, and every time it almost times out because he's not doing anything, he hits yes, I'm still here, and he's just like standing there, and we're, <laughs> and we're waiting. She gets out of the car and like waits, and she's like, "Do you mind if I go before you?" You know, and he's just he's just being like a twat about it. The whole reason he was still standing there is this man didn't have enough money on his card to rent two movies. He oh, couldn't shit. afford, like, $3 on his card. That's sad. So his, his mom and or possibly girlfriend was inside talking to the manager trying to get them to put money on his account. Oh, God. And it was just... I mean, we were waiting for so fucking long. Finally, he accidentally missed one of the yes, I'm still here's. Uh-huh. And Ashley, like, jumps out of the car, and she's like, alright, cool, can I get my fucking movie now? <laughs> and the dude's like, you know, the dude's like, well, what if you rent the movie I want to rent? And I'm thinking to myself, well, we have money in our account, so, like, that's, we can do that. But, uh, <laughs> but, I don't know, that's she, he's trying to steal your girl. But, uh, <laughs> well, no, because, I mean, he was... Like awful. But what if you ran my movie though? Right. <laughs> so, so she tells him the movie that we're getting ready to rent, and he's like, "Okay, cool, go ahead." And she goes, and she's looking. It's somebody's already rented the fucking movie. It's not even in stock. And she's going back to the car. She's she's furious. She's like, "I waited twenty fucking minutes for the movie just not to even be here." <laughs> it was so great. She was so mad. He was like salty that she was bitching about him. You know, which, I mean, she had every right to be mad at him. He was a fucking douchebag. How are you going to hold up some machine because you don't have money? What an asshole. Right, right. Um, but he was, like, he was complaining as soon as his mom wife came outside. <laughs> and she got, like, all bug-eyed and was looking at us. And we were just mad. We were just mad. I get that. I get that. Like, how are you going to 
make us wait that long I, to be disappointed. I didn't mean to like send you on this whole tangent about I know being pissed off about the man who killed Hitler and then the Bigfoot. I just want to see it. So do I, dude. It sounds good. It sounds terrible, and I'm going to love it. Sam Elliott. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Fucking crackheads. Fucking crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Is that? That is. <laughs> uh, it's news time. Hooray! <laughs> you know you love it as much as I do. I guess. But. Unfortunately, we only have one article to talk about tonight. Slow news day. Slow news day. You know, we had other news that we'll be cooking up. Stay tuned. (laughs) But as far as dumb news go, I only have one from a Florida man. Of course. It's always a Florida man. Meth-smoking Florida man attacks mattress in jealous rage. He saw it sleeping (laughs) with his pillows. (laughs) (laughs) In Fort Walton Beach, Florida... An apparently hallucinating Florida man used a bedpost to attack a mattress where he thought a man was hiding. <laughs> That's great. I mean, how do you, like, look at your bed and think, That's somebody hiding in my bed? Like, you're looking at the bed. In a Facebook post, the Okaloosa County Sheriff's Office quotes the girlfriend of 37-year-old Felipe Oquendo as saying that he began acting erratically early Friday. The girlfriend told deputies Oquendo thought he was, thought she was cheating on him with a man he thought he saw in the mattress at their Fort Walton Beach. <laughs> like he straight up thought somebody <laughs> Danny DeVito that mattress, like <laughs> just climbing awesome. out all naked and covered in sweat and oil. <laughs> it's gross. She said Oquendo hit the mattress with a bedpost, ripped it apart, and locked the bedroom door. She was able to escape and call police. The sheriff's office says Aquendo later admitted to having smoked meth. But they also say he didn't have to admit it. They kind of just figured. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't actually they say assumed. that. Like <laughs> and jail records don't list a lawyer for him because I don't think anybody wants to be the guy like, yeah, I'm I defended the, the meth, meth guy. guy. <laughs> That's sad. Dude, this shit just amazes me. Like People are fucking stupid. God damn. Like, Look, I know that addiction is 100% a disease, and people don't, you know, try to become addicted to meth. Right. But, like, I just don't understand what leads to that, you know? Like... Meth. (laughs) But, like, you... You never meet that, like, dude in middle school who's... All cool because he's smoking meth. Yeah, but you do meet plenty of dudes in middle school who think they're cool because they're smoking meth. Do you? What middle school did you go to? Public school. You were homeschooled, Andrew. You can't tell me what the fuck middle school's like. Hundred percent of my graduating class was not on drugs. Okay, well, guess what? hundred percent of my graduating class was. Oh my god, I I don't I don't even know. Mm. Like, drugs are bad, kids. Yeah, stay off drugs unless you're in public school. <laughs> what? Do drugs? <laughs> oh man. So before we transition into the topic that both of us really want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, what have you been listening to? What have I been listening to? I've been listening to a fuck ton of Lamb of God. Um. 
recently started listening to Slipknot. I know that's weird, but that, like that is kind of weird. <laughs> but I guess I never went through the Slipknot phase. So I don't know. I've been right. listening to a little bit of Slipknot. It's not bad. It's not. No, Slipknot's pretty tight. I'm usually pretty pretty down with the knot. Yeah, I mean, but I've been listening <laughs> to a, a ton of Lamb of God, a lot of Slayer, um, and I recently started listening to some Black Label Society again. I got you. You know, I just had a hangover at work, so I listened to the Hangover music album, and it just, <laughs> it felt right, so it felt good. It was after I drank that half a bottle of whiskey and a couple of beers. Right, you know, right. Next day I had a hangover. What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's what happens. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's tight. That's mm-hmm. tight. Um, I've been... My music stuff has not really changed. Really? Um, still been listening to a lot of old school hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, been getting into a lot of... A lot more thrash metal recently. Um, like, actually Slayer. Like, I know I've... Never been a huge fan of Slayer in the past, but, like, I've been kind of digging it lately. Dude, Slayer fucking rules. Slayer okay. does rule. Like, <laughs> like Slayer, fucking Anthrax, Testament. Mm-hmm. All the good All shit. All great you know? choices. Yep, right. yep. Oh, man. All right, so now that we struggled through that a little bit. <laughs> um, so, we're not giving away any spoilers yet. Don't worry, you don't have to log off yet. We're not giving away any endgame spoilers yet. Right. But we are going to talk about the fact that Endgame was the end of an era. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's not because we're saying anybody dies or whatever. Um, it's just because this is the story that the past 11 years of movies has been leading up to. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Who would have thought that when the first uh, the first MCU, this, this uh, current continuity, mm-hmm. continuity, continuity, whatever... Um, who would have thought that when Iron Man came out in 2008 we would be where we are now the movies have gotten so much better for one and two they've gotten so much more advanced you know like the the CGI the storytelling for real the characters everything it's just been ridiculous the past 11 years it really has like starting with Iron Man introducing Captain America even the shitty Incredible Hulk movie Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, With the guy from American History X. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, all of them have been phenomenal because it it connected everyone to the comics that they grew up with. And mm-hmm. Everything that they love is in these movies. And these movies really do have something for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's hard these days to find somebody who doesn't like Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's been a wild fucking ride, you it know. Really has. The first the first like four or five MCU movies had a real serious tone with some jokes to them. And then you've got movies like Ant-Man, which were just straight up jokes like the whole time. Or Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, which which was a good mixture of the serious and jokes. It was a good half and half. Yeah. Um which was to be expected once they put Chris Pratt as the main character. For real? You, know, you, you had to expect it. You knew that uh, it was going to be kind of a joke. Out of all of the movies, this is a personal opinion, out of all of the movies, I would say the one that followed the comics the closest, in my opinion, mm-hmm. would be Doctor Strange. I right. loved the Doctor Strange movie. I loved the Doctor Strange comics. And it was just a really cool thing for me. Um, I, I recently watched Black Panther with Ashley uh, right. yesterday, I think. And that was a 
great movie. It was awesome. I mean, it really was phenomenal. But, like, all of them, though, because, like, I know the Winter Soldier, with the exception of Endgame, uh, Winter mm-hmm. Soldier was my favorite MCU movie uh-huh. to date. Um, just because, you know, it was... It went so deep into the storytelling and into the world building of the world that the Avengers were going to have to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that um, it tied in really well with how Age of Ultron started or was the cause of, you know, everything that's happened. Yeah, I mean, so, between between Winter Soldier, between Bucky coming back, mm-hmm. and then the, uh, the events of Age of Ultron, that led and made... Um, Captain America Civil War makes so much sense. It led into it so well. For real. I mean, it was a great transition. You know, you could see the tension between Tony and Steve really coming out, you know, between right. Iron Man and Captain America. To... Which was insane considering, you know, with the first Avengers movie and Avengers Age of Ultron, how well the two of them worked together. Like, sure, there were arguments, right. there were stuff like that, but then... Um, the end of Age of Ultron and then uh, Winter Soldier really just hammered in the um, differences in opinions in them, uh, whether it be political or, you know, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to imagine Civil War was a good movie for you. I know how much you dig politics and shit like yeah. that. Um, even in fantasy settings, I know you just, you always kind of migrate towards the the politics aspect of things. And I think that Civil War really made a good point of building that aspect of why things were going the way they were, why things were going to shit, what fully divided them, which led into, you know, like Black Panther and uh, Infinity Infinity War War. and stuff like that, you know, them being a divided team. Right. It, It was a great transition. I fucking loved it. Absolutely. And, you know, even... Even better than the transitions between Iron Man and Captain America. Like, even the more obscure characters are fucking phenomenal in this mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ant-Man being one of them. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I loved the first Ant-Man movie so much is, is because... It, Paul Rudd is just a phenomenal actor. That, and <laughs> it was like a old-school heist movie, like straight out of the 90s. Yeah. I felt like I was watching superhero Ocean's Eleven. Right, like it was which is amazing, because like Captain Marvel was based around the 90s and was made to be like a 90s nostalgia trip, and I'm like, so you mean Ant-Man? Like, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ant-Man was was a modern-day 90s movie. It was, it was really, it, it was, was just great. phenomenal. And Paul Rudd has, I don't think he's ever let me down in any role he's ever been in. And kind of like how people say, uh, which I agree with, how people say Ryan Reynolds was built for the role of Deadpool, how Robert Downey Jr. was built for the role of Iron Man, how Chris Evans was built for Captain America, you know, Chris right. Hemsworth with Thor. Like, the the casting being just so perfect. I think Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, I can't picture anyone else doing it, you know? Right. It, Absolutely. And I, I, I found out not long ago, this is just so fucking funny to me, the original choice for Iron Man wasn't Robert Downey Jr. It right. was Tom Cruise. Yeah, and I, I just heard like that. I try and picture Tom Cruise <laughs> as Iron Man, and I just, it just I doesn't hate work. It. It I just hate work. it. And you know something that I um... how can you have Tony Stark, a man of science and knowledge, 
be a Scientologist. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it just it sounds wrong. Right, we're not it feels here to talk wrong. about religion, though. We're not like, here to <laughs> talk about religion, but I'm about to because Scientology is fucking stupid. I mean, yes, okay? I agree with you. Scientology. Okay. That's all we have dumb. to say. We, that's all we um, have to go with. <laughs> Send us hate mail about it. Become a guest. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like um, another thing with the Marvel MCU and everything that I um, started thinking for a long time was the fact that they, you know, especially when they were still owned by Fox. Um, was right. the fact that they never found someone who was built for the role of Spider-Man. Yeah. And I feel like Tom Holland really has stepped into that role and made it a spider made this iteration of Spider-Man a Spider-Man that I can really get behind. I think Tom Holland does a great job as Ultimate Spider-Man. Yes. You know, um I think and this is something I've thought before, you know, I think Tobey Maguire did a phenomenal job as Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and I think that, or no, I think Tobey Maguire did a phenomenal job as Peter Parker, and I think that Andrew Garfield did a great job as Spider-Man. Right. I think Tom Holland so far is doing a pretty good job of trying to combine the two. Uh, the only issue I've ever really had with Tom Holland is he's just a little too young for me. When it comes to the role of Spider-Man and the, you know which he's it's our age, fitting. Right? Well, no, I mean like the, <laughs> I mean I mean the character. I mean the character. Right. You know the character that they've gone with right they now. I mean Aunt May is like in her thirty. Right. You know it's just it's something about it has never really felt like yeah that's the Spider-Man I know and love. You right. know there's something about it that's different, which I kind of like. Tom Holland really took the role of Spider-Man and made it something new. Right. You know, um, I'm glad we kind of skipped past the origin story with this one. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I, I can only watch Uncle Ben die so many times. Right. You know, uh... It's kind of like Batman. Like, we've seen the origin right. story so many times. Right. Well, speaking of that, though, I know we're talking about the MCU. While we were... While we watched Endgame tonight, because we went and saw it in theaters, um... When we watched it, there was a trailer for a DC movie called Pennyworth. About right. Alfred's origin story. Like, Which, what the fuck? And, you know, I'm, I am so down with that. I am ready. Like, I'm ready for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, it looks fun, you know. But, so, out of the MCU, like, from where we are at now, mm-hmm. who's your favorite character in the movies? Who's my favorite actor character or in character. the movies? Actually, both. Um, who's your favorite character and who's your favorite actor in the series right now? Favorite actor... Oh man, that is tough. Yeah, isn't it? Um, because like part of me wants to say favorite actor is Robert Downey Jr. because he does such a phenomenal job as Iron Man. But the problem I have with that is he does a phenomenal job as Iron Man because who he is outside of the movies is who he is when he plays Iron Man, kind of right. like with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. And while yes, he is a phenomenal actor, there's no way around that. I find it hard to give him the favorite actor title when he's just being himself. Right. You know. Uh, if I, if I had to pick, fuck, that is really hard. Um. You're welcome. Come on. You got this. I don't know, dude. That's like, that's a big question. Until you Uh, decide, I'm going to have to start doing like slapstick stand-up comedy. Okay, so if I had to pick a favorite character, if I had to pick a favorite (laughs) character, um. If I had to pick a favorite character, I would probably pick Rocket Raccoon. I just, I find it so fun. I love it. Uh, If I had to pick a favorite actor, 
I'd probably have to go with either Chris Hemsworth as Thor, because it's so different than the Thor comics. It's it's absolutely like an MCU-only type character. Right. Uh, it's so much different. He does a phenomenal job. I'd have to pick either him or Chris Evans as Captain America, because I think Chris Evans really brings the role of Cap to life. And we've seen him in a superhero movie before when he played Human Torch, and he did, like, right. not that great of a job. Right. So seeing yeah. the contrast between him as Human Torch and him as Captain America, one, he's gotten better at acting. He's aged a little bit. Right. And, I mean, he really just, he fits the role. Like, even in scenes in the movies where he's not in the Captain America outfit and he's just, like, wearing casual clothing... He still looks like he just stepped out of the 40s, and, you know... Right. Yeah, I get that a lot of that's wardrobe, and a lot of that's makeup and stuff, but still, the way he looks, you know, his body is him. That's something that he did for the role. Right. Yeah, he tra he went through a transformation for this. That's it. <laughs> There's no way around it. Same with Chris Pratt. He lost so much fucking weight for the role of Star-Lord. Yeah, for real. And he really brings the Guardians movies to life, too. Right. But I'd have to, if I had to pick, it would be the Chris's. The Chris's? The Chris's, all three did a great job. <laughs> all three of them. All the three trifecta Chris's. of Chris. Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, you guys did great. <laughs> but favorite character, I'm going to go with Rocket Raccoon. I got stick you. to my guns on that. Right, right. He's just a, a trip, man. He's just a trip. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. What about you? So, as far as favorite character goes... Um, at least with the MCU. Mm -hmm. I'm... Yeah, absolutely. I didn't include Wolverine, who would have won. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in the MCU, my favorite character... Um, as much as it pains me to say it with the with their first two movies... Mm -hmm. Thor. Mm -hmm. Thor has evolved into being my favorite character. Right. Um, especially with Ragnarok... And with Infinity War, and of course Endgame, which we're not going to talk about yet. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, you can <laughs> see Chris Hemsworth's, like, skills even improving between the first yeah. Thor, and then Thor the Dark World, and then Thor Ragnarok. I mean, just the contrast between Thor and Ragnarok are just phenomenal, you know? He's a completely different dude. <laughs> right. And, you know, just with the character evolution that they've put him through over, over the past five movies that he's appeared in, it's become he he has evolved into my favorite character the, of the mcu um now favorite actor however mm -hmm. is not chris hemsworth <laughs> um so my favorite actor is vin diesel is group no <laughs> <laughs> his skills have improved so much <laughs> oh man so favorite actor i was trying to think about this the entire time you were talking but I couldn't come to a solid conclusion. It's a hard one. It's very hard. Because, you know, everyone who's been in the MCU has done a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. Like, all of them. There's not... Well, maybe there's three. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Actors who I could legitimately be like, yeah, replace them. Um, two of them were in Iron Man movies, so... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Mandarin and whoever the bad guy was in Iron Man 2. Oh, Whip Guy? Um, yeah, the Whip Guy. <laughs> uh, no, actually, not the Whip Guy, because the Whip Guy I was okay with. It was the guy who worked for Stark Industries, or Stark uh, Enterprise. Oh, okay. Um, can't remember what his name is, but whatever. 
Um, but my favorite actor in the MCU so far, um, weirdly enough, I'm going to say the girl who plays Nebula. Really? Yeah. Um, because it's obvious, or maybe not obvious, but at least to me, it seemed like her acting skills between the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, Infinity War, and Endgame have improved so much. Mm -hmm. Um, She has gotten a pretty decent range in what her acting capabilities are like. Right. Um, And, yeah. Like, I love how she brought a character that I was never, like, super familiar with to life. Yeah. Um, And that was tight for me. That's funny. She's, like, one of my least favorite characters. (laughs) I don't know. No, well, like, she is definitely one of my least favorite characters. Yeah, like no particular like, <laughs> reason. Just uh, not in a my fan opinion, of the just Nebula, Nebula is just not awesome. Right. But whatever. Um. But yeah, like end of an era. Mm-hmm. End of an era. And I mean, just seeing the uh, all the different Stan Lee cameos. I know. Throughout and best I'm, actor of the MCU. Best actor of the MCU. <laughs> fuck yeah, hands down. Best character and always best in actor. our hearts. Uh. You know, it's it's a trip, you know, seeing seeing Stan Lee in all those movies. I'm really glad, you, you know, that he got a cameo in Endgame. Yeah. I'm really glad that he was able to finish that long span of the MCU, the Infinity uh, saga, I guess. Yeah. You know, I'm glad he was able to do all of the movies in that and keep his cameos. Like, that's right. that's great to me. Like, as unfortunate as it, as it was and how saddening it was to see him die, mm-hmm. um, it's one of the best things in the world is knowing that he at least finished out that story. Yeah. And that's great. Absolutely. R.I.P. Stan Lee. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So, to the important topics, and anyone who has not seen Endgame yet, you can go ahead and just stop this episode. We will not blame you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, it won't hurt our feelings at we all. We 100% get that you don't want it spoiled. And we're about to talk about that movie a lot. So, if you are leaving, we love you very much. Okay. But get the fuck out. Alright, well, it was good seeing you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm go ahead and bail. Not you. Um, you um, are stuck here fuck. while we talk about Endgame. Fuck. Alright, if you have not logged off now, this is your own fault. So, Endgame. <laughs> so, Endgame. Whatever it takes. Whatever it fucking takes. It was It was a great movie. You weren't wrong about me loving it. Uh, I was skeptical going into it because with Infinity War, I was, uh, the way I felt with it was it was a very overhyped movie. Um, it was really good. It was a f- fucking fantastic movie. It right. was definitely, you know, A plus in my book. But people praised it as an S tier movie and, like, just because you cried does not immediately make a movie the best movie ever. Right. That's just a fact, you know. You can't just assume, oh, well, somebody I love died, so I'm just sad now. Right. And that made it great. Which I totally was. Right, and I and I was too. I, like, I, I cried get it. so hard when Spider-Man died in Infinity War. I know. it, And it's funny, it was the only scene that made me even, like, my eyes water a little bit. That was right. it. That was the only one. I got you. And I'd seen it before. Like, it just, it's still something about it. <laughs> but with Endgame, um, I never I never got emotional. There were definitely emotional scenes. Yeah. 
Yeah. But there were none that hit me quite the same as Spider-Man's death in Infinity War. The only one that got me even close still involved Spider-Man. I just, right. I really love Spider-Man. But we'll get to that in a bit. Let's of start course. at the beginning of the movie. Start like, at the beginning. Start at the beginning. So, as everyone knows, at the end of Infinity War, Thanos snapped his fucking Infinity Gauntlet and mm-hmm. half of all living creatures turned to dust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was a good ending. So, this movie started in a way that I really wasn't expecting, okay? Um, and it was with Hawkeye. Yeah, who we didn't <laughs> see in Infinity War. You at know? all. Because he was chilling with his family. Right. And right at the beginning of the movie, like, he's chilling with his family, and then all of them turn to dust. Yeah, he's just looking around for his family, which, I mean, it doesn't, obviously, it doesn't, like, hit him right away. He didn't right. even know what all was going on. Yeah, how could he? Right. He wasn't so, involved. So it was it was wild seeing him, like, you know, first look for his daughter and then turn around and look for his wife and his two sons. I mean, just, it was it was a pretty emotional moment to start the movie with. Yeah, like, they you started know. on a really hard note. Like, yeah. it was just, look, here's that, remember that character you guys were complaining that wasn't in Infinity War? Well, now cry about him, you fucking bitches. Right. Like, <laughs> Jeremy Renner did a great job in that scene, too. He, yeah, he did. He actually sounded heartbroken, you know. Yeah, like, kudos to Jeremy. You know what? I, I think I'm going to actually change my answer. <laughs> um, Jeremy Renner is my favorite actor of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, going back to Endgame. <laughs> right. So, right after that, we see... Um, Tony Stark in that spaceship that is running out of air, just like we saw in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends that message back to Pepper Potts, or doesn't send it back, but saves it on his helmet. Right. Um, and then Captain Marvel comes in, takes the ship back to safety. Tony Stark's alive. Tight. Yeah. It's not how I thought the beginning of the movie was going to go. Yeah, I like, was. I was impressed. You know, after having seen the trailers and everything. I was really impressed that with a movie that's three hours long, three hours and one minute, I mm-hmm. think, is the full runtime. Um, with a movie that's three hours long, they were able to keep their trailer within the first half hour of the movie. For like, real? They didn't spoil anything. They didn't hint at like any of this shit that happened. I mean, <laughs> the shit with Thor and Thanos at like. The first half hour of the movie. You just right. don't see it coming. You know, it's like, you're like oh, like, shit. Within the <laughs> End first, credits already. Within like, the first gonna... 30 minutes of the movie, like, they track Thanos down. They find out Thanos destroyed all the Infinity Stones. And then Thor chops his fucking head off. He was told like, to aim for the head. He was told to aim for the head. And that he fucking did. Yeah, I mean, it was just... It was crazy. You know, you know that the movie... Is going to be about the the battle between the Avengers and Thanos. And he gets killed And you see him get killed that fucking quickly. Yeah. He's like... A, I'm like, wait, three hours already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at first I was like worried that I slept through too much of the movie. Right. <laughs> you know, I was like, what the fuck? But, I mean, obviously the movie didn't end there because it was so much better. So good. Mm, it, um, it got fucking great yeah and dude it got fucking dark yeah like for a marvel movie it was a dark fucking movie Mm -hmm. like so right after 
Um, they Thor chops off Thanos' head. Uh, we see Ant-Man come back, um, back through the back of that fucking shitty-ass van. Mm-hmm. Um, he then goes and meets his daughter, who's for some reason, like, 20 now. Yeah, that, that had to have been a poor <laughs> casting choice. Last time we saw Ant-Man, he had, like, a four- or five-year-old daughter. And then it tells you once, uh, when Ant-Man, like, comes back, it tells you right before then the screen kind of fades to black and it says five years later. Right. And then he gets home, he's, you know, all worried that his daughter, once he finds out what happened, he's all worried about his daughter, you know, mm-hmm. understandably. He gets home and you see a woman, like, come up to the door and answer it and they hug each other and you're like, oh shit, I thought his ex-wife hated him. But, like, it's his fucking daughter? Like, she's... Five years, you would not turn into a young adult. No. Like, you know what I mean? You wouldn't go from toddler to college in yeah. five years. You wouldn't go from toddler to... I'd smash it. <laughs> <laughs> it just... It, it blew my mind. It was... I don't know if it was a poor casting choice or what, but it just did not make sense to me. Unless I maybe missed something. Right. Like, I think I'm going to have to watch Ant-Man and the Wasp again. Mm-hmm. Um... More I than haven't anything, seen that man of the Wasp. See, um, what age his daughter's supposed to be at? Yeah, it just it, <laughs> to me. I haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp, but I saw Ant Man, and it just seemed like a big fucking jump for five right. years. Um, if anything, I think in Ant Man and the Wasp, she was like eleven. Right. So five years later, sixteen. Like, sure. Right. I've seen sixteen-year-olds who passes twenty. Still, it just. They could have casted that differently, I think. Yeah, I definitely agree. But the movie got better. The movie got better. <laughs> so after that, you know, they introduced the concept of time traveling, which I'm never really a huge fan of in comics in really? general. Oh, I'm not because fucking love you know, time travel. all of the fucking alternate realities that end up going into comic books that use time travel. Um it just kind of turns me off. Well, then you had to have loved this one's time travel. I did. Where they didn't make an alternate reality yeah, the way they did it. Yeah, that was honestly my favorite part of it. The fact that they were able to utilize time travel in a way that didn't create X number of alternate realities. Yeah, and I mean, seeing Tony Stark, who has a daughter now, you know, right. uh, we saw, what was it, Um, which movie was it that you saw Pepper pregnant? Infinity War. Was it Infinity War? Yeah, I uh, think. But, you know, you've, you already know that his, you know, his wife is pregnant. And then in the movie, after that five years passes, Tony Stark has a five-year-old daughter, you know. Right. That's, that's crazy. You know, he's not, if you read the comics, he's not the character you expect to be a dad. Right. You know, he was a raging alcoholic. It wasn't, yeah, you know, he real. wasn't like father that's of the what's great about the MCU is they create a new... A version of all the heroes that you already loved. Right. So you see him as a dad, and, you know, they... Captain America and Black Widow and a couple others come to him to try and get him to help him. They want to try and go back in time, you know, after Ant-Man told them, you know, what was five years for you was only five hours for me in the, in the quantum realm. Right. You know, they were like, fuck, maybe we can use this to go back in time before Thanos got the Infinity Stones and gather them ourselves and try and fix all this shit. 
you know, it's it's just crazy to see them come back. They come to Tony. Tony's like, fuck you guys. I'm not helping you. I've got a family now. That's all I give a shit about. I'm right. only going to focus on this. I got to take care of this. And I guess it kind of eats at him. Right. And he ends up working on it anyway. And the motherfucker figures out time travel. Right, because of course Tony Stark figures out fucking Who time else travel. would, you know? Who else fucking would? It just, it was a really good moment for Iron Man, you know? Because we get the, a lot of the jokes and stuff from the movies. But, like, within the recent movies, we haven't seen a whole lot of that Tony Stark intellect. Right. And I feel like we really got that out of... Out of him discovering time travel, you yeah, know, definitely. like, and of course Bruce Banner, who is the Hulk, like at all times now, but not just the Hulk. Right. He's he's like this weird mixture of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. It's it's a. But I really dug it's it. Weird. I don't know, like, dude. I didn't I like it. it. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It I was, was like, a fan. <laughs> it was it was like uh, that old that old cartoon trope. Of, like, the nerdy dude that gets a wish or something from a fucking genie and, like, turns into the coolest dude around and he's right. just, like, unbearable. Right. I mean, the Hulk basically was Johnny Bravo in a lab coat this movie. <laughs> it was just, it was weird, you know? Um, but, you know, so he's he's the Hulk all the time with Bruce Banner's intellect, which was a thing in the comics. There was a time that actually was how it was, you know? Right. Uh, so that was cool for me. But, of course, after Tony says no, they go to Bruce Banner to try and get him to help them. Time travel's not his thing. Right. That's, you know, not the fucking expertise that he has. But he tries it and turns Ant-Man into a baby, turns Ant-Man into, like, a teenager, turns him into an old man, and, and then gets him back to normal. Himself? And one of them pissed in the suit. <laughs> like, but but Ant-Man doesn't know which one. Right. Who knows? <laughs> But, you know, you know, I don't want to bore everybody who um, has already seen the movie with stuff they've already heard about, um, which is all the movie. But right. um, what I do want to skip forward to is the first major character death we've really seen, uh, you know, since Infinity War, but before that, ever. Right. Like, Infinity War showed the first, obviously, like the first major deaths. Right. Um, and I'm not talking the turn to dust deaths. I'm talking, like ripping the infinity stone out of vision's head like that kind of shit like the fact that in endgame we see one of the people from phase one of marvel actually dying yeah and it was really a perfect circle that way yeah should we just say who it is now yeah you think we're good okay the first movie to come out in the MCU storyline was Iron Man, and yeah. the first major death that we see of the original Avengers is Iron Man. I'm actually not counting Iron Man, but, you know, yes, he did die, but I would argue that the first major Avenger that actually died was Black Widow. Oh, dude, I honestly kind of forget about that scene, because they tried to, like... They tried to rip my soul out with yeah, a scene between like Hawkeye over... and Black Widow like I was going to give a fuck about right. that. They over they definitely overplayed that scene, but for good reason, I think. Right. It really was the first major death in the series cuz I mean, we've had people die before. We had, you know, Bucky die in the first Captain America, but then he came back in Cap 
Cap 2. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Quicksilver die in Age of Ultron. Right. Um, Which one. I think his death was the first perma-death. Yes. Of a major character. It was, but I wouldn't even consider him a major character, because that was his first movie. That's true. That's true. Like, he was in there for one movie, and it kind of felt like he was cannon fodder to me. Yeah. Um, uh, literally. Which is why... <laughs> right. Which is why I'm saying that Black Widow was the first major character death that we've actually seen. Um, right. Which is why it hit me hard the first time um, I saw event or first time I saw Endgame. Um, just because, you know, she's been in that in the series since Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. which was, I think, the third MCU movie to come out. Yeah, I think it was Iron Man, then Incredible Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. Then I think it was the fourth, because I believe Captain America came out before Iron Man 2, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Send me hate mail about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like it, I'm not gonna say it broke me, but I welled up a little bit. Right. So I was like, "This is somebody who's been in there since Phase One." Yeah. And you know, here we are, the final movie of Phase Three, and they're actually they're finally actually killing people off. Yeah. Um, we saw permadeath in Infinity War with Gamora. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the same the same way. That we saw the permadeath with exactly. Black Widow. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why I think that kind of hit me. The the main difference than... being that Gamora didn't know when she took Thanos to the Soul Stone that he was going to have to kill what who he loved the most. Right. And she didn't even know that she would be an option. You know, she was like, "You're fucked. You don't love anything." Right. And he was like, that's not true, that's why I brought you here. You know, like... Right. And throws her off this cliff, kills her, gets a soul stone. So when they go back in time, and they're trying to get the soul stone before him, Hawkeye and Black Widow go. They have basically a fight. I mean, they they fight each other over who's going to kill themselves, which is like... Kind of really funny. fucked up. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, yeah, that too. Um, <laughs> and you, you legitimately think Hawkeye is going to be the one to die, and then last second, Black Widow does her thing, and pretty much kicks away from him, dies. Right. You know, you see her body on the ground, blood around her and stuff. It's a, it's an emotional moment for the sole fact you can see that Hawkeye is super broken up about it. He gets back to the the current time, which is no longer the current time, but now five years in the future. So um, 2024, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you see them all, everyone gets back except for Natasha, and they're like, you know, how come she's not with you? And he doesn't, you know, Hawkeye doesn't really say anything. Hulk kind of loses his shit. Right, but only like a little bit. He just punches the ground once. Yeah, well, he punches the ground once and he throws that bench pretty far. Right, right. But he's he's obviously upset about it, he, and I understand why. She was the one that kind of kept him stable with yeah. his Hulk outs. You know, she it, it was ultimately because of her that he ever got to the point where he could control his transformations. Right. You know, so it was a big deal for him, obviously, with her dying. Um. And... As a result of that, all I'm going to say until we get further into this is the Infinity Gauntlet 
cannot do everything. No. It can't. And you know what? We might as well get into that. <laughs> right. So, as we learned in this movie and in the comics and everything else that references the Infinity Gauntlet, um, you can only undo what the Infinity Gauntlet did. Right. Um, which is why we don't see the return of uh, Black Widow, or really from Gamora, or at least the Gamora that we knew. Yeah, we don't see the return of Gamora. Gamora is in Endgame, but uh, past Gamora. Yeah, it's Gamora. It's Gamora from before the first Guardians of the Galaxy starts, like mm-hmm. just before, but still before. And that was that was something I really liked about the movie. It it showcased so many scenes that built up to Endgame yeah. from different movies. It showed the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. It showed, I believe, the second Thor movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it showcased... Um, it showcased locations from um, Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And it showcased uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the start right. of it. You see Peter Quill dancing like he did at the start of the movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they didn't just, like, have the actors redo those scenes. They actually used the scenes from the old movies and yeah, blended them in perfectly. It was beautiful. It really was. Um, and, you know... We get into it, we have the, um, the fu- after they gather all the Infinity Stones and come back, they end up fighting with Thanos again, um, although one thing I do want to touch on before we go up to there is Chubby Hulk, or Chubby Thor. Mm-hmm. You mean um, me? Yes, I mean Trevor Layton, playing <laughs> Thor, son of Odin. Um, the fact that all this Thor does is just drink beer and play Fortnite like, <laughs> well, and he wasn't, Crocs. He wasn't playing Fortnite, right, which is right. why I can accept the comparison. But, uh, uh, what's the rock guy's name? I can't remember what the rock guy's name is. Fucking starts rock with a guy. K. Rock guy, though, from Ragnarok. Uh, Meek and rock guy. You remember Meek, you know. Yeah. But, oh, uh, I thought Meek was dead. Oh, no, Meek's alive. Hooray. Right, that, that rock guy. <laughs> he was playing Fortnite. And he was like, you know, it happened again. That guy called me a dickhead, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Thor gets on the microphone and he's like, I will come to your house and break your legs off and shove them up your ass, you know. And like all this stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, I was like, man, that is totally me. He's he's out of shape. He's, drink- <laughs> he's drinking beer. He's got long hair. He's got a beard. He uh, still likes fighting. Right. I mean, it really, the character was me. He fell asleep in the <laughs> middle of a conversation with sunglasses on like no one would notice. Not even ten minutes later, I fell asleep in the movie theater and <laughs> Andrew was had to wake like, me up. Hey, wake up, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. It was oh, awful. Oh, man. But, you know, the fight with Thanos. We see, um, you know, everyone there get their asses kicked again. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like in Infinity War. But this time, right after Thor gets kicked to the ground... The greatest fan service moment of all time oh happened. Oh my god, I know. Where Captain America picked up Mjolnir. And just starts kicking the shit out of Thanos. I know. Like, it's it's one of those things that we've all been waiting waiting to happen since the first Avengers movie. Since Captain America and Thor met, we have been waiting for Cap to pick up Thanos. Ever since, ever since Cap twitched that hammer. Yeah. Trying to pick it up. In Age of Ultron, yep. yeah. It just... 
it's been building up to this, and I'm so glad it happened. It it was worth the wait. Like that was my highlight of the movie. Mm-hmm. That and Spider Man coming back like ten minutes later. Right. Oh my god. Oh man. The the last, I would say the last half hour of this movie is the perfect example of introducing a lot of things properly. Right. Not having it just jumbled up and too much. It was the perfect way of doing it. They get, you got you have Cap getting the hammer. Mm-hmm. Or you have Cap using the hammer. Right. You've got the phenomenal fight scenes. You've got everyone that turned to dust showing up to the battlefield. You've right. got, you know, all the, the female that... characters of the MCU. You've got all of these female heroes protecting Spider-Man. It was kind of like a you know, crazy moment. You right. know, like that. It like, was pretty tight. Like he was... has he has Tony Stark's Infinity Gauntlet because Tony made his own that could wield the Infinity Stones. You know, you've got you've got Valkyrie, you've got Captain Marvel, you have the Wasp, you've got Gamora, Nebula. You have all these different mm-hmm. female characters just show up. Like he he he's standing there in Captain Marvel with with Captain Marvel and he's like what should I do you know about the gauntlet and then like all of a sudden all these female characters show up you've got the general from Black Panther whose name just escapes me right now you've got Scarlet Witch too you know just all these people just protecting him while he has the gauntlet to make sure Thanos can't get it right it was the last fight scene had so many of the characters we know and love. It's impossible not to just be starstruck the whole time right. watching it. And like, um, you know, with that whole scene when um, all the female characters came in, like it was a great fan service to a completely different degree. Um, like it was just a great moment, like feminist wise, that all of those female heroes just came together. At the same time, it just started fucking kicking ass. Mm-hmm. It was super tight. Um, the one thing that really got me, though, um, not to do with the female characters, right. but, um, was just Spider-Man coming back. Like, they really showcased Spider-Man out of everyone when everybody came back. Yeah, and the Infinity Gauntlet... The gauntlet itself, actually, surprisingly enough, isn't really in the movie, because Thanos, like we said at the start, uh, destroyed the Infinity Stones. Right. The closest thing to the Infinity Gauntlet you see is the one that Tony Stark made after they gathered all of them to undo the snap. Right. Um, But what's cool is you actually, you technically see three people wield the Infinity Gauntlet in this movie. You see... The Hulk do it because he's the one that technically his body was the one that could hold it the best out of the Avengers. Um, I still think Thor could have done it. Probably. But, you know, the way that they explained it was the stones put off a lot of gamma radiation and that's kind of the Hulk's thing. Right. So he did it, you know, fucked his arm all up and then you see Thanos go to use it. But all the stones are gone, which leads us to Iron Man. Iron Man, who stole the stones, and his suit had a spot for the stones to go. Right. And he does one final snap with the Infinity Stones, 
destroying Thanos and his army and just trying to make everything right. But in the process, because his body was not strong enough to wield the Infinity Stones all at the same time, we lose Iron Man. We lose Iron Man. And it's a heartbreaking moment. Right after that, you see the, uh, you know, not right after that, but you see, like, the funeral service. Right. Um, you see the message, the holograph message that he left mm-hmm. for his daughter, where he's like, you know, everything's going to work out, but just in case it doesn't, I'm recording this message. You know, it's such a emotional moment. And then, but of course, you've got Spider-Man. Uh-huh. Right after he does the snap, he's he's all screwed up after doing it. It yeah, just destroyed his Spider-Man body. Spider-Man just sways got, down. He's like, oh my God. Mr. Stark, we won. Like, we're good. We did it. And it just... And I mean, you can see Tom Holland just Infinity War. Yeah, you can see Tom Holland just the switch change from, you know, buddy, we did it to just crying and just heartbroken because he knows what's happening. And you see Pepper, you know, talking to Tony like everything's going to be okay. There's nothing to worry about. And then she starts crying. You see the light on Tony's suit go out. I know. And you just, and like, it's a beautiful me, death. What kills me more than anything is, you know, at least for Spider-Man, it's just Uncle Ben for a second time. Right. And that, like, ugh. Right. It just hurts. It all hurts. <laughs> but then after that, we see the, at least for me, pretty emotional scene of Captain America retiring. Yeah. Um, um, giving up the shield to Sam... Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, so Falcon will be the next Captain America, I'm assuming, in future movies. Right. Because this isn't the end of the MCU. This is the end of the Infinity Stone right. uh, timeline. And I like the way that they did the retirement of Captain America. Basically, the like we said, they didn't branch off into a bunch of alternate realities by doing the time travel. The way they did that was what controlled time in the MCU was the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. So they went back to the exact moments that they took the Infinity Stones and put them back. Right. So it didn't screw anything up. They sent Cap to do it. They sent him in, you know, he had however much time he needed to do it, but in actual world time, it was only going to be five seconds. Five seconds passes. They try to pull him out. He doesn't come out. And they keep trying. And then there's a bench not far from where they're at looking out at the water with an old man sitting there. And old it's man Captain Cap. America. He said, And he says, I figured I'd give that thing called life a try like Tony always told me to. That you know, hurt. Right that after seeing hurt. Tony die... And then seeing Cap, like, you know, maybe I should just give this a shot. And he lived his life. He he went back to the time when he would have been, you know, frozen. Right. And he lived life the way that he should have. And he passes the mantle on to Falcon. And I, I'm excited because I know this isn't the end of the MCU. I'm excited to see where they go from here. Right. You know, I... I I don't know where they're going to go villain-wise. I wouldn't be surprised to see, like, after the Thanos thing, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like Galactus. Right. You know, something 
something equal to or greater than right. Thanos. It would have and to be. It's it's hard to top Thanos, really. Right. Because Thanos has been such an integral part of this series for the past, like, 11 years. Um, so I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. And Phase 4 starts with Spider-Man Far From Home. Which I'm excited for. I'm excited so to I. see Spider-Man in London. For real. I'm, I'm just excited to see more Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Excelsior. Excelsior. <laughs> Stan Lee's cameo in Endgame was fucking great. It was. Make love, not war! <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just... It was perfect Stanley. That's and really the most I can say. It was a great way to put an end to his cameos. And speaking of putting an end to, I think that would be a good spot ending on Stanley to wrap up episode 10 of Death Metal Arcade. I do believe so. You have indeed passed another level of Death Metal Arcade. It was definitely a more chill episode this time. Uh, but you know what? We had a lot to talk about. Had a lot to talk about. And I'm just, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good place with this. It was a good way to end it. It was a great way to put an end to the era that has been the Infinity Saga. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Thank you for joining us (laughs) um, in three weeks. Andrew and I will actually be going on tour uh, with with Crawling Manifest, now that we've released this album, we're going to be going on a tour. Not related to the album, but shortly enough after, we're going to be promoting the fuck out of it anyway. Right. Um, we're going to be going on this tour, uh, up to Ohio and back, stopping many times in between. Right. Uh, we're going to be recording a special episode of Death Metal Arcade while on the road with our other band member, Andrew uh, Mims. Yep. It's going to be a great time. We can't wait. Oh, and any all the of tour you, dates are online. Check them out. See if we're coming close to yeah, you. Yeah, if come you're coming close, us. please come and see us. You know that would be be good. It be would a good be time. a good time. Be a good time. And we will see you next time on Death Metal Arcade. Boop, 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 boop.